Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. Today is Monday, Thursday, and this morning's Just Life, we have a very special episode on feet. It is, of course, the day when we celebrate the washing of the feet in the Catholic Church. And we are joined this morning by our president and founder of Radio Maria in England, Dr. Charles Wilson, his sister, Mo, and special guest, Laura Mitchum, presenter of Sport and Faith. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, thanks. Um, the theme is, 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 is feet and you are walking. So I was going to, to quote Isaiah, Isaiah 51, awake, awake to your feet, Jerusalem. And then Isaiah 52, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet, the one who brings good news, who heralds peace, brings happiness, proclaims salvation and tells Zion, your God is king. So you're on your feet, you're oh, walking. Lovely. So. Tell us, tell us how it's been. Tell us what you're doing and tell us how it's been. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so we're um, we're back on uh, the Pilgrim Cross pilgrimage. Um, I'm on the London leg group, which set off from Epping last Friday. This is the longest running part of our pilgrimage. So um, apart from the two years that we were disrupted due to COVID, we've been walking since 1948. So we're currently uh, at a village called Falden, um, where the community at the village hall here have uh, welcomed us in and fed us. Um, and we're all just really emotional to be back after after a three-year break and, um, and joining with the community. And um, we were just having a chat about um, how nice it is just to physically be back on the road walking because we tried to do things virtually, you know, in the interim, and it, it's just not the same. Yeah. Well, we were playing Sia Humba, We Are Walking in the Light of God. I love that hymn, and actually. I, I played it for you on Sunday because we were unable to, to, to turn Yeah, but, oh, thank uh, you. Uh, but it, it put joy in, into my heart, you know, the, the, that. Anyway, so, so... It's easier to feel like that when you're walking in the sunshine, I have yeah. to say. So what have you learned in these few Because I remember we were together two weeks ago. You, you know, there you are presenting sport and faith. And so <laughs> that is what you're doing now. You're, you're being sporty. And so what, what, what have you got out of this week? Um, for me, it's a reminder that there are so many distractions in daily life. And we can have those distractions imposed upon us. And we can also create them ourselves. And it's just so, so important to cut through the noise, to be present with people. Uh, to be present in the moment and to and to let the light of God shine in your life and to make time to develop your own personal relationship with God because then without that it's hard to then um, treat your neighbour as as yourself and it's quite a simple learning really but something that I think we need to be constantly reminded of. <laughs> yeah, have you made new friends all the way? Yeah, so we always have um, a slightly different group each year, so it's been wonderful to, to meet some new pilgrims that have either heard about us while we were virtual and are now physically walking at last, or people that have just joined for the first time uh, this year, having only recently heard about us. So, um, yeah, it's um, we definitely made some, some new friends and reconnected with some old, some of whom we haven't seen since pre-pandemic, um, including our stops that welcome us on the way. So so how, how far are you walking? I mean, how long? How many miles? Um, normally, uh, we walk about 120 miles. This year, we've had to make some adaptations and adjustments for COVID, um, which includes a lighter cross and shorter days. We're still walking about 85 miles over the whole week. Um, so we're way over the halfway point now. And um, I have to say, I'm, I'm grateful it's not 120 because my feet <laughs> are certainly feeling the miles that we have walked. 
Well, we've got we've got an expert with us, which is my sister, Anne. Anne, who is also known familiarly by the family as Mo, so we're, I, I call her Mo. But she used to be she used to be a, a podiatrist, and oh. uh, and she was the she was a senior lecturer at, at UCL and also um, head of the London Foot Hospital for many years. So she knows all about feet. So uh, actually, Mo, this is this is your introduction. What advice would you give to Laura? You've done the Camino as well. What advice would you do for Yeah, foot for care, foot care, care advice. Much appreciated. Hi. <laughs> hello. Hello, Laura. Hi. Well, I think you're probably an expert by the sound of it. I can see that you've done lots of walking, so you must know <laughs> probably more than I did. I only did one I only did one section of the Camino and I only did it part part time. I cheated actually because I'd had a bit of problems. But um what would you think? Well, the first thing is to look after your skin first, to prep your skin well, isn't it? It's to make sure that, you know, it's well hydrated in a, and it's... Um, so Vaseline, to, to or to Vaseline. Or that, Vaseline or not Vaseline? Vaseline or not Vaseline, that is the question. <laughs> no, no, I mean, actually, I mean, sort of good, good lanolin creams are the best, but but there's one called Gerwald cream, um, which is um, with lots of natural oils in it and, and lanolin, and I found that personally as the best one. Um, and what's it the, called again? You know, I think most of us. It's G A G E H W O L. It's it's foot cream. It's um, it's called Gerhold Foot Cream Extra, and it's a it's a uh, 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 it's a family. No, Switzerland. It comes from Switzerland, but you can get it in England, and it's it's perfect for the job. Radio so is not into thing. advertising, by the way. So we'll that's just a good that's a, that's a good <laughs> tip. I'll um we. We've got some support car drivers that get our uh, essential supplies that might have to add that to the list. Yeah. Or, you know, other creams are available. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, lots of lanolin creams are, you know, foot creams. You can urea-based creams, those sort of things. Um, shoes. Shoes are important, obviously, and you know that. They should be light and with a stiff sole and wide toe box. Um, yeah, the, the weather has... to support um, your ankle. Yeah, the weather's caught us out a little bit because most of us that are used to walking in the UK um, don't have shoes that are light or breathable enough for these hot hot summer days we've been having. So I don't know if you have any, um, or summery days, I should say. Have you got any advice particularly for keeping your feet cool or um, stopping the moisture getting to them in the heat? Well, socks, I think, probably. There's lots of different materials now. The sort of new synthetic materials are very good. For, yeah. for drawing moisture away from the skin. But there are mm. these socks, um, which, um, well, again, this is advertising, isn't it? So perhaps I'm not. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Things socks like are the key. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to have to drop off because we're, um, we're about to hit the road again. Okay. So, uh, Laura, we, we wish you well with your feet. I mean, I, I would say white tape as well. When you get blisters, you know, it stops the, the chaffing. So I, yes. I, I tend to use white tape. I had, um, um, I had a long procedure this morning with uh, compede blister plasters and yeah. lint and white tape. So yeah. I'm ready to go again. Very good. And, <laughs> but thank you for the tips, Anne. <laughs> and, and where... Um, so, where were you? You're, you're, you're nearing your, your, your goal, aren't you now? Your, yeah. And what will happen when you get there? 
when we get to Walsingham. Yeah. Um, so all of our other groups that are travelling across the country, we'll all meet in Walsingham together with all of our crosses. Um, it's quite an emotional moment. Um, we'll have, you know, a greeting, and then we'll shortly after be having a good a good Friday service. We normally have it in the evening, but we're having it pretty soon after arrival, um, and we'll do a reading of the Passion and um, and then watching and waiting and. Um, it's a strange thing for us because there's the joy of reaching the destination, but of course we're then in the Tridum and uh, and the day of Christ's death. So yes. um, it's a strange mixture of emotions, but yes. um, yeah, we're really, really looking forward to it. Okay. Well, look, we're with you in spirit. You're carrying us as well. And um, thank you. Absolutely. For, for in fact, I should let you know that I'm actually going to write Radio Maria. We have these little pieces of cloth that we're tying to our cross this year. So I'll write Radio Maria on one of the pieces of cloth, tie it, and uh, we'll be carrying you and all the listeners with us to Walsingham. That's that's beautiful. And we're hoping to do a pilgrimage as well to Walsingham in uh, August for, to arrive for the Assumption of Our Lady. So for all young people who might be listening, I, I say young people who fit enough really because I don't know about you, you we, we're staying in sort of some fairly basic accommodation so no, no luxury yeah yeah I couldn't recommend pilgrimage highly enough you know even if it's away from your creature comfort yeah. um, it's a great thing to do and now with the Walsingham way open there's, there's many ways to, to do it so yeah. yeah highly recommend bless you Anyway, I can sa- hear my group singing in the background, which wonderful. is lovely. I'm going to go and join well, them again now. Sa- safe journey, Laura. I look forward to seeing you back here in the studio for your next uh, science and uh, sport and faith episode. That's and, great. Thank uh, okay. you, Charles. Bless you. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. So we're back. And, and we, we were talking about <clears throat> the tridiums. That was quite like the, the pilgrimage. And in fact, uh, next week I'm, I'm going on the Camino as well um, because it is a time of reflection. But one of the reasons I'm on today is, Elizabeth, so would, would you like to talk about the tridium? <clears throat> I said, well, no, I don't, don't particularly want to do it. But I thought of Monday Thursday, and, 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 and what is Monday Thursday? Well, of course, it is the day of the Eucharist, the initiation of the Eucharist. But also, prior to that, the, um, the washing of the feet of the, feet of the last meal, and um, which is why I thought of my sister because she was a feet expert. But I, but let's just bring it back. Let's bring it back to today's gospel. It was before the, which is from John thirteen. It was before the festival of the Passover, and Jesus knew the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father. He had always loved those who were his in the world. But now he showed how perfect his love was. They were there at the supper, and the devil had already put it into the mind of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And he got up from the table, he removed his outer garment, and taking a towel, wrapped it round his waist. He then poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wearing. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, At the moment you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never, said Peter. You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus replied, If I do not wash you, you can have nothing in common with me. 
Then, Lord, said Simon Peter, not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus said, no, no one who has taken a bath needs washing. He's clean all over. You too are clean, though not all of you are. He knew he was going to who was going to betray him, and that was why he said, though not all of you are. And when he had washed their feet and put on their clothes again, he went back to the table. Do you understand, he said, what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and rightly so I am. If I then, the Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you should watch each other's feet. I have given you an example, so that you may copy what I have done to you. I tell you, most solemnly, no servant is greater than his master, no messenger is greater than the man who sent him. Now that you know this, happiness will be yours if you behave accordingly. And that has always puzzled me a little bit about, you know, what 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 the washing of the feet, what it what it implied. Obviously, it was a, um, a purification project, and obviously, you know, the if one was walking around the streets of Jerusalem in the first century, they would have been pretty filthy, and so. When you you come to to the table and you're about to have a meal, and especially if they were pretty they were semi recumbent, you know the feet would have been pretty visible. So it was it was important that uh, they should be they should be clean, and that job was normally left to the servant to do. So so I I understand the practicality, and I understand also that. Um, that Jesus was making a point that we have, you have to become a servant. You have to, in order it, it displays the love that he had by by becoming a servant. So I understood all that. Well, I thought I understood, but I um, I puzzled a bit about Peter. Peter's reaction. I can understand Peter's sort of saying, "Well, no, I don't want." But why does Jesus say, unless you do this, um, you know, if I do not wash you, you can have nothing in common with me. No one, and then he says, yeah. And that, that, that I wondered whether there was a special reason for that. And I, from, from my sort of thinking about that, it's that we have to accept God's gifts. We have to make ourselves accept even the, the most menial things when God, our God, is stooping down to, to, or somebody described this morning, I was walking, I was walking, praying in Cambridge, and Mark Harbour described his manky feet, and he would not let anyone near his manky feet. And it is, it is an intimate part of us, but we have to allow God to touch all of us, including our most um, personal parts, really, and the ones that we, and we have to give, we have to, we have to learn to accept, and then we have to do the same to others. So, those are some reflection. I may come back to that, but now I'm going to introduce my sister again, because not only is she an expert in feet, but I believe she was selected to have her feet washed tonight. Oh, you done. 
Is that right? Well, I don't know about selected. I think I was just asked because they needed people. And yes, I don't know about, I wasn't especially selected. But I just happened to be around, I think, probably. Right. Um, but there's one thing I would like to say about, about Christ washing feet, actually, is the one thing that's really struck me is that he was in a room with the, the, the apostles and their filthy feet starting to, to lay, get themselves on the table. They had no servants. And he actually is a very practical man. That's what made me think. And, and, and the chief, you know, and thought, this is a problem before anything. And, wrap, and the, wrap, the thing about wrapping the towel around his waist and having a pitcher of water made me think that you know, he was really hands-on and practical, actually. And that, that's really important in life. That some, you know, that's and that's the example we're we're supposed to take. That we're supposed to look at our neighbour, and if there's a problem, to deal with it, not to pontificate and, um, you know, give lots of theoretical advice. We're supposed to get on and do it. And the other the other point is, it, it, as you say, poor old Peter. I can think of Peter because when I was doing it, I, I've I've been on the um, on the ritual of, of foot washing once, and Although, you know, part of my profession, I was really used to it. I suddenly realized that actually when it's under context, you have to be submissive. And so I can understand Peter being submissive and, and you know, saying, whoa, not sure about this. Um, because when you're doing it in church, it's um, it's out of context. And also, I tell you something, the water's cold. Is it? They don't, <laughs> which I thought was a bit mean, really. Although you're just pouring a little bit of water on the feet. So are you going to wash your feet before you go tonight? Or are you, or are you going to have two days' worth of skanky feet to, for them? Well, I think we've had a bath already. All I right. don't know, really. I might, yeah. I might have a rinse. I don't know. I don't, I'm not too concerned about that, actually. My feet are pretty clean. Um but I, I would like to, to say, to talk about the way the ritual was um, carried out just before COVID uh, in Weybridge, because I think it was quite interesting. Is that all right? Yeah, Can I yeah, yeah. discuss that? Yeah. And, well, Father Con sort of made it a really community affair involving all the congregation, all the parishioners, really. So you had the 12 volunteers who came up on the altar with the seats were there with a bowl and a pitcher next and some towels. And then the volunteers um, were and, and the clergy washed each other's feet or, you know, poured the water. And, and then, so the mutual foot washing happened, and then every single one of us moved to a corner in the church somewhere. They put, put position chairs and a basin and a jug of water and some towels so that members of the congregation were invited to come to one or those chairs and perform the ritual. So you did it to them and then they did it to the next person and they did it to their next person. And during that time, you know, there was lovely sort of music going on, lovely choir singing. And actually it was really moving. So I thought it might be the same this year, but this year because of COVID things have changed and I really not quite sure what to expect. I'm, um, I've been told that I need to go and see Carmen tonight, and I think we might be called up one by one, or, or something okay. will happen. I'm not sure. So, well, so watch this space, really. Well, let's play some beautiful music. Um, I was thinking about Jerusalem. Actually, that was—is is that possible, Elizabeth? Absolutely. Here it oh. is, Jerusalem, sung by the choir of King's College, Cambridge. 
You are listening to Just Life on Radio Maria and this morning we have a special edition on feet with our president, Dr. Charles Wilson and his sister, Anne. Back over to you, Charles and Anne. Okay. Well, I, I'm still interested in, 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 uh, in the washing tonight, particularly of my sister's feet at church. But uh, actually, I was going to give a bit of history it's interesting that uh, the washing feet only came in 1955, post Pius XII. So it's not, it's not, um, that, that's when it was, it came onto the Monday, Thursday um, um, ceremonies. So he was the first pope to bring that in 1955. But it was exclusively men. And it was only in 2013 um, that Pope Francis broke with that and uh, started cleaning the feet of women. So there we go. So I was in very interesting, again, that you had been picked, because obviously you're a woman. Um, do you have any any views on, on why it's taken such a long time for, for women to be have their, their feet washed? Well, I can say it's good old Pope Francis, actually, because, uh, yes, he's, um, he washed the feet of prisoners and the asylum seekers and women. And, but actually, it was, yeah, well, it was, it was a tradition that was done by, by, carried out in the old days, in the times of Christ, by women, actually, or, or lower-grade slaves. And suddenly, as you say, it was, it was suddenly when it became a ritual and it was hijacked by men. And, um, you know, you, you sort of wonder why, but I, then I, you think about it and actually it was probably a bit difficult, you know, women wear stockings and, you know, certainly in the old days and lots of gear and it's more difficult really. Now, now things are much easier because women wear trousers and, and sort of trainers and socks. And so, so it's, it's, uh, it's much easier really to, to, so you can understand why suddenly it's happened. Yes. Yes, actually, interesting. You said women wash it. You're right, because of course it takes us to Tuesday's uh, gospel, which was the anointing in um, in Bethany, where where Mary um, um, washed Jesus' yes. his feet and and then used yes. her hair to to um, to dry them, which the hair in, in Jewish women was very important. Um, so that was very much her being the servant yes. and and yes. anointing him, but before his death, um, and. There is something as well about him and the and the apostles when he washes the apostles. He's almost preparing them for what what is what is going to be the the blessing of the bread and the wine, um, and so he's preparing them for a holy time, um, a bit like the burning bush, you know, and and God saying, you know, take your sandals off Moses, and it's, there is there is a purification process um, going on there, so. I one of the things that that caught my my ear when you were talking about uh, COVID. Um, so what is it going? Has it made COVID safe now? Sort of your ceremony, your tonight's. Well, thing. that's 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 the important thing, isn't it? I mean, watch this space. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I, I believe that that it's possible that we will only be yes, we'll go up one by one. But how it will be carried out, I don't know. Right. But certainly, I the congregation won't be involved this time. Right. 
Right, because of course there is there is COVID foot now, isn't there? I mean that that's a COVID toes, chilblain like lesions. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's a strange phenomenon, really. We nothing's really been proven, is it? I mean, they they look like chilblains. They're on the toes, the sort of reddish, purpley areas of inflamed areas on the toes, which seem to have happened rather in in not the very cold weather that one would normally expect, and so. It alerted um, when suddenly there was, seemed to be an awful lot of these happening. Um, people associated it with COVID, but um, I don't think it's actually been proven as yet. But it's a possibility. Yeah, but you you can't catch COVID from the the water. Really, oh. it's, it's purely no. Yes, just to reassure no. people that you can still you know go and, go and have it done. You're not likely to catch it from there. It's a respiratory. Oh, yes, no. um, yes. It, that's that's a. So you can still carry on wearing your mask, but uh, your feet are fine. Is, um... Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I, you talked about um, being a servant, but this is an act of servitude. And I was thinking about you in your profession, because you probably will have seen some um, some pretty nasty feet. Mm. Mm. Um and there's something humbling about how you approach that. And I mean, can you can you describe how things that that may have shocked you, but how how you how you approached it? Or um... well, one thing I did have learned from from experience actually is that uh, washing actually washing bugs off areas and washing feet and is actually very important. You can be as scientific as you like. But the basics of actually washing people is very important. Now, um, and so I learned this at first when I was a student, you know, and one thing I couldn't stand was smelly feet. I mean, I just couldn't stand it. And I used to walk around. We used to have fair fresh air sprays, and I used to walk around with those and go shoo, 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 shoo everywhere, making sure, that, which was re really stupid because all they do is stop your, stop you smelling it. You know, it sort of upsets your nasal um really and so you don't sell it so it's ridiculous it's it's so but then i realized that actually the act of washing feet you know is the answer now i had actually the one thing that did strike me and that was sort of later on in my career there was this chap that used to come into the community clinic and he was very well dressed and always in a three-piece suit very very well dressed come in and but he couldn't take his socks on from off from the time he'd come previously. So let's say I can't remember. I think it's probably between three months. He would you'd take his socks off, and there was three months of dead skin there and everything else. And you know, you and the poor guy was really humbled by it. Now, to me, this was really important. This was the most important act of being able to to fit him in as often as I was allowed to or could do, and to make sure that you know he used to come in and and that i understood he used to bring a clean pair of socks for me and you know and this was and i used to spend a long time on this hygiene actually because i felt that this was just terrible really and so there are a lot of people you know they just can't reach their feet and we don't realize that and and that's where you know we've got to comfort them and and help them along really yeah. um there was another tramp. There was a tramp, actually, the, the one that sticks stick to my mind, where um, there was. A, I used to take the students sometimes to a health centre in London where they used to 
go in the van and pick up a few tramps and then bring them in and de-lice them, cut their hair, and then send them up to our clinic. Um, and this lady came in and her toenail, she had um, onychographotic sort of thick and deformed nails, which had grown so much. It's, it it's thickening and deformity of the toenails due to damage. And um, they, they'd grown so much, they were intertwined between each other. And so it had made a sort of platform in the front of her feet. And they're quite difficult to cut, you know, because there's a lot of distortion. And uh, so anyway, we tidied her up. And then she complained she couldn't walk anymore because these had been her, you know, she was used to having these great big prongs at the front of her toes. Um, I suppose that the worst things really were, were dealing with uh, the insensitive feet, which ended, ended up in such as Hansen's and neuropathic feet, um, which ended up with osteoporosis and gangrene and areas of gangrene. That, um, and I, you see, that, I didn't mind that so much as, as all more smelly feet. Um. <laughs> it seemed to be... Um, more important, really. Hansen's leprosy, isn't it? Is that? Yes. 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 In well, London, we used to have some because of the tropical hospital for tropical diseases used to send stuff over. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it is. Uh, you're talking about the man who couldn't take his socks off, and you know, you you feel his 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 discomfort. You know, I mean, I, I was. I was I was walking with um, Gerard. I don't know if Gerard, you're listening, but you know I was very touched by that because you so sort of said, you know, um, when my wife, I was I couldn't, and my wife offered to to wash my feet. I felt, oh no, you mustn't, you mustn't do that, uh, because it's it's humbling, you know, to to let and um, it is. It's it's it. So it's a real act of love. I wondered mm. whether actually we had a music thing on. Um, on being that, or being act of love, or servant, or well, what have you got, Elizabeth? Yeah, let's listen to uh, one of my favourite um, hymns, which is Servant King. Your glory there, not 
You are listening to Radio Maria. This is our Just Life Monday Thursday special. We've been listening to Dr. Charles Wilson and his sister Anne, both medical professionals and practicing Catholics. If you have a question or a comment for them, please do call in. The number is 01223-375-564. 375564. I'm sure they would love to hear from you and answer any questions you have this morning. And I believe, Charles, you've got a bit more to share with us. Um, not, not, I mean, I, I would really love people to come, come and, and, and ask us questions or, or reflections, really. Um, so don't be shy. Please, please call in and we might even give you some professional advice. Um, uh, possibly, but we're both we're both retired now. But um, if, if <laughs> but uh, if you want some general things, so if you are walking like like me, I'm walking the Camino. You, we can give you advice about uh, foot care, but but actually more reflections upon upon this this important day. Um, and 
You know, we, 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 we often go, I, I was thinking, you know, there is a bit of purification and of this is an act of purification before the, the Eucharist. And I, I, I was thinking of um, going to Mass. And sometimes when you're, you're late for Mass, you, you forget the, f- the first bit, which is the, the penitential rite, you know, and uh, we, it's a plea for, for all of us to, to get there on time and you know because that first bit is 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 a bit like the washing of our feet when we uh you know we 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 come before our lord and we we sort of say lord have mercy and uh we we take over the 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 things that that through life you know we 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 just we just we are in in, in a sinful life and we 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 do you know the, the, these things attach themselves to our feet to our bodies and so it is important to have that time before that very important um before before mass and and before communion so um that was that was a sort of reflection um so tonight you're you're off to Jashmo and you will mm-hmm. be you will go up and have your feet washed and mm-hmm. um are you looking forward to it um yeah well Yes, up to a point. Yes, <laughs> and then, yeah, no. Um, so, anyway, anyone out there, I would love to have some feedback. I'd love to have some questions, um, because I otherwise I, I was I was going to sort of bring up. Um, the letter of, of St. Paul to the Philippians. It was something that somebody, Mark, shared with me this morning. And um, it is an important passage, but it, it's also very relevant to, to, to today. Um, so we, we've talked about, it's an act of love from Jesus in, in terms of washing the apostles' feet, but it's important that we also... Um, accept that we you know that um and we accept all the gifts that our lord gives us that we are we cannot do anything to make him love us anymore and we can't do anything to make him love us any less he he loves us completely um but also we must love those around us so um, i was just going to quote from philippians 2 in your minds you must be the same as Christ Jesus. His state was divine, yet he did not cling to his equality with God, but emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave and became as men are. And being as all men are, he was humbler yet, even to accepting death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names, so that all beings in the heavens, on earth, and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus, and that every tongue should acclaim Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I thought that was a very good summary of the Triduum, which is what um, Elizabeth asked us to talk about, that he humbled himself to become man. He humbled himself to take the condition of a slave to wash the feet and humbler even more 
on Good Friday to accepting death on the cross for us. But on Easter Day, God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names. And that way we should all beings in the heavens and earth should bend the knee at the name of Jesus. And we should, every tongue should acclaim Jesus Christ as Lord. Amen. So, Elizabeth. Amen. Um, we do have, we have a caller. It is... Um it's John from Japan. It's it's uh, it's on our studio mobile, so we'll just see how this works. John, please please ask your question. I'll put you on the mic. Can I speak now? Yeah, you can, yep. John. We can hear you. They can hear you. Okay, I go ahead. Um, good morning, everybody. First of all, um, I would like to say about the washing of the feet uh, that. You guys in England, uh, Elizabeth, you know that I'm half Italian uh, from my father's side. So when my father was alive, we used to spend Easter holidays in Italy every year and attend uh, Mass there. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, I remember, I'm talking over 20 years ago, uh, in Italy, uh, the washing of the feet is, is was, I don't know how it is now, but back, back in the day, uh, was a very symbolic thing. In fact, uh, the volunteers uh, for the washing of the feet were required to wash their feet before the Mass, and when the priest washed the feet, uh, during the Mass. Uh, it was, he didn't touch the feet at all. He simply poured uh, yes. holy water on the feet and then mm -hmm. he gave uh, a small towel to, to the person mm -hmm. and he dried mm -hmm. uh, their feet uh, on themselves. So it mm -hmm. was, uh, the priest didn't have any contact with uh, the feet. It was purely symbolic. Mm -hmm. So I don't know mm -hmm. now if it is changed, but back in the day, it was like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how it is in England now, because I've been 13 years in Japan. So maybe things have changed. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, if, uh, if the priest uh, in England nowadays uh, really washed feet or simply yeah. pour water on them. <laughs> Uh, how no. we used to do in Italy uh, before. Thank you. Okay, thank you, John. thank you, John, for your question. So I'm going to let the, uh, my sister answer that because she's had it done. Yes, so. no, you're quite right. You're absolutely right. Actually, it's a ritual, and the, and the same thing is happening now. That uh, it's just a bit of water that's poured over the foot, and then a small towel to dry it. So there's no rigorous washing at all. It's just symbolic. It's a ritual. Absolutely. Things haven't changed. Absolutely. We've, uh, John, we are, uh, he's listening on the radio, um, so we've, we've lost him on air. Thank you so much for your, for your question. Um, I also have a comment to make. I, um, I remember when I was a child, my father used to have his feet washed and I found it very uncomfortable as a child seeing my father's feet up on the altar. I thought it was very embarrassing. And, um, and then I was once in a, a neo-catechumen 
church in London. So they did things a little bit differently. And for Monday, Thursday, you kind of had to pair off and everyone had to wash each other's feet. And again, I find it in, incredibly awkward and difficult. And so it's very interesting that it is such a humbling experience. And um, I'd just like to say to Mo, she she felt she she hadn't been selected. It had just um, happened. But I think you can say you were selected by God because I think there's I don't think there's any coincidences <laughs> in this world, especially not on the altar on on Monday Thursday. So when you're there tonight, uh, yeah, know that you've been selected. And I think we just have. I think it's not. They're not that easy for the pe- for the parishes to select people, actually, to, you know, to ask people. But actually, I thought one way of doing it is to ask people who who uh, can do on the, the Camino. We have um, in our parish, we have lots of things going on and there's a Camino group. And I thought that the Camino group should come and have really it's almost as a blessing to their feet, isn't it, if they partake. But I think that's an idea that maybe they will take up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I think um, we are running into Father Andreas this time. So I think uh, if there are no questions, we probably have exhausted our our say on that. Is that do you have any more to say, Mo? Can I? Would you like well, to? Well, no. I mean, the only thing is, I can, I can say to beat my drum here that how important feet are. You know, how what a fantastic structures they are, and they need to be cared for, and you know, our health system needs to look after that area which is um, very important because if people can't walk which is one of the, the main symptoms the patients used to say you'd say to them you know what what's what's the problem and i can't walk and if yeah. you can't walk everything else crumbles so yeah. Yeah. it's uh, hugely important it's a hugely big part of healthcare. yeah yeah, yeah. They, i mean you're quite right it's um you know it's part of the body it's the practical part of the body and um, there is no part that's more important than another, so it has to work. And I mean, that is a bit like the the body of of Christ, of the church. You know, we all of us have a part to play, and um, so there are the the foot soldiers, and then the the, the, the brains and the the hearts and everything. Yeah. So that is. Yes. Thank you so much, Charles and Mo, for that absolutely fascinating talk on feet. And I think we can all be giving thanks um, in a very special way for our feet this this Easter, especially as we the feet are washed tonight and as we see the feet of Jesus nailed to the cross tomorrow. Thank you so much. You're welcome.